Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. Get in! Get in. <laughs> oh, thank Christ for that. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Liverpool have just defeated Tottenham Hotspur 3-1. Uh, Jay's back on the pod, it's Mick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Nat Phillips, who's just in the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> cha- changing room. Uh, Nat, well played tonight, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, lad. Um, nice one, Nat, lad. <laughs> Mick, we'll come to you first, mate. Um, obviously, the game starts uh, very, very dramatically. If you, if you want to say, Manny has a, a really should be putting that away, shouldn't he? And then Son yeah. um, puts one in the in the back of the net, and then he's reeled out for VAR. But you're thinking after Son's put it in the back of the net, you think, "Fucking hell, here we go again." Manny misses a chance, and Son scores. You think, "Fuck, here we, we 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 can't catch a break." What was your initial thoughts when Son had put that ball in the back of the net? Um, the opposite of what Gavin just said. So whatever the opposite of we're back, baby, is. So we're not back, baby. I was like, it's fucking happening again. Because yes. Marnie should score, like you say, Jay, and then they go down the other end. And it was like a carbon copy of their goal at Anfield where Son scores, like a breakaway goal, and you're like, fuck's sake. And then, when we just scored. <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking toenails offside. <laughs> yeah. so, um, you touch cloth. Now I did, because I was like, fuck's sake, it's happening again. But then, um, yeah, VAR came to our rescue. And, uh, yeah, I made yeah. up that it weren't given, because obviously we then scored at the perfect time at the end of the half to fucking send us into the second half in the, the best possible shape. Yeah, Tim, we, we sort of controlled the game, didn't we, from the get-go? Minus that little bit at the, at the beginning. It did look like we were very, very comfortable straight away. And I thought that was brilliant of the lads, because it was so important that going to Tottenham, the way they've been playing recently, you think, right, we need, and playing a fucking Mourinho side as well, we needed to make sure that we were controlling that game, and we certainly did. And like Mix just said, you know, scoring uh, just at half-time as the whistle was blowing is just the perfect way to, to go in, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It was the, it was exactly what was needed for the half. I think had we not been 1-0 up at the half, I think that we would have been a little shaky when we came out because I think that's what's been occurring for the last few weeks as we go into a half nil-nil, having created a little bit here and there, could have scored a couple of times and then 
half an hour into in, into the second half, we concede, and all of a sudden it's a completely different game. Um, yeah, it was it was a really like we looked like the team we have been for the last two years. We looked totally dominant, and I don't even think Spurs were that bad. I think we were just really really good. So yeah, really really good to see, and and hopefully this this now carries into the next few games. Yeah, make I mean in terms of the first half itself. You know, in terms of standout performances, I think your boyfriend did really well, didn't he? Um, the way he was controlling that tempo. And it was nice to see him getting forward because we did want to see him getting uh, into that final third a bit more. And what I really liked as well is the way he was linking up with um, with Bobby and Moe and uh, Mane. It looked as if that... They were sort... I wouldn't say they were back to their old selves again, but the, the, it looks like all three of them were in sync again. What I can say is they, they look like there was a sharpness there. I think Bobby proved yeah. that. Like he like in that position he plays, he's bound to give away the ball away sometimes, and you've just got to go right fuck's sake. It's sim- like I think of it like Lewis Garcia for example. He was an absolute genius, but he gave the way a ball the ball away a load of times, and you've just got to put up with that if you want some creativity. You've got to put, take the bad with yeah. the bad with the good. That's that, that's just the way it is. But he was he was yeah. Thiago was just yeah. I think I, well I was watching like a American stream. And it was like NBC and Lee Dixon was like, oh, even Lee, I think Lee Dixon went above and beyond anything I've ever said. He was like, oh, Thiago, the way he hits the ball, it sounds different when you're listening to it in the stadium. I was like, fucking hell, Lee, mate. I mean, I, I'm, now I go on like, well, fucking hell, tone it down a bit. But uh, yeah, he was he, he was top class. Uh, he, few straight passes, but like, I think he misplaced one and you could hear Hendo going, Thiago! And he was just like, just screen at him going, yeah. demands perfection. And that's that's what, Hendo brings to the team because when he's not there, there's no voice there. And I think when you've got Hendo and Millie in the same team, that's when that's when you know you, you, you're gonna you're gonna be flying because there's two big voices there and two big characters who are gonna be pushing you from different positions, like from defence and midfield. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, well, obviously we go into Tim. We go into halftime thinking, "Fucking get in, we're winning, we're winning again." We've scored a goal for a fucking start, which is just orgasmic in itself. Um, and then we come out the second half and we're fucking straight, you know, straight away we get we get a golden opportunity to again to put another one in. Um, but then obviously a couple of minutes later, um, there's a, a nice little cheeky ball in uh, from the from the left hand side. Mane has a shot. Keeper, don't know what the fucking keeper's doing there, to be honest. He shouldn't be putting it in those areas, but glad he did because um, Trent fucking comes up with a nice little strike and makes it 2-0. Uh, thoughts on that goal? Yeah, superbly well taken. I mean, it's keeper spills it you've got, got to put it away you can't you know you can't kind of leave an opportunity like that on the table Trent put his foot through it into the floor superb finish um yeah it was it was it was perfectly taken I mean Lloris seems to constantly have howlers against us so I, I think he should have come out to claim the first ball as well the the Mane cross and um yeah, like you said, I mean, it's normally you pirate that around the post, surely, or you, you know, you don't parry it back into play. But you got to give Trent his his due. You know, he 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 was back to his his normal self, and that was, you know, Trent of two weeks ago would have probably put that over the bar, or you you just got that feeling. But tonight, you know, you as he was walk, running onto that ball, you had a feeling that he was gonna he was gonna stuff that in the back of the net. Yeah, definitely, mate. But again, the Tottenham curse happens again, doesn't it, mate? Because like you said, in the first, in the reverse fixture at Anfield, we scored and then we shut off and we let them score. Nearly happened again um, at the beginning of the match and then within a couple of minutes, Oyberg is free on the edge of the area. And to be fair to him, it's a fucking great strike. 
Yeah, it's a boss strike. I mean, he's not closed down, but the can't just go and go at then hit it as hit as the best you can. It's not going to go in, and then he just fucking pulls a weldy out and it flies in. Like there's not. Who you, was you, it you, a couple of years ago, Mick? Mick, who was it who did the same at Anfield? Uh, do you remember in the fucking crazy two-two game in seventeen eighteen? He someone hit a hit a fucking perler oh, from was the it outside one, of the one Yama. I, I don't yeah, know if that was Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it just it, rem- it just reminded me of that. But yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well in, well in Weezer said it as well. Nice one. <laughs> um, yeah, carry on, Mick. Yeah, it was a great strike, but it's like you, you, of all the people you wanted to to fall to, you're like it's Hoiberg, and you're like, well, he's not going to score from there, and we don't close him down. It's it's, it's our. If you're going to be a bit negative, you say you should close that down, but everyone was behind the ball, and I suppose we were kind of just maybe riding the wave of just uh, getting the second goal, and that, that's what they say. Like You're more vulnerable after you've just scored, and I think that's, that, that proved the case there. I mean, it gave us a kick up the arse as well, so I'm yeah. glad it kind of happened in a way. Yeah, it's a good point there, mate, because I didn't feel like, even after that goal, I didn't feel like we were getting sort of peppered. Yeah. Anymore, I didn't think it gave Tottenham a, a lease of life. And Tim, I felt like we was we started controlling the game a bit more because, like Mick just said, it did give us a kick up the ass. And I'm not saying we've turned the corner yet because it's only one fucking game. Not getting ahead of myself, but the Liverpool of old over the last couple of years, usually when they get ahead in a game, they, they don't tend to lose it. They just go right. Well, it's back to a, a goal deficit, or you know, we're only goal ahead. Let's fucking go and get the third one. Yeah, I think that outside of the first 10 minutes, had we not been on this current run of form, yeah. had that been a normal game, if we were in regular Liverpool form and we had opened up that first 10 minutes and then dominated the game the way we had, I think that we would come out here and say, oh, it's a, it was really comfortable, dominant win. You know, we've never really looked like losing. But we always, because of the current run of form, it kind of felt like, oh, you know, this is the kind of time where we would blow a lead like this or we'd come out and play really, really well and something would bounce our way via a VAR call would go against us and give away a stupid goal. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we have to we have to kind of not be prisoners at the moment and, and understand that when Liverpool are playing like that, they're a top three club in the world if not the best I mean it's they're almost impossible to play against when when they're having their day and today we looked absolutely superb again it was it was fantastic to see and, and honestly quite relieving considering the uh you know what's going on around the league at the moment with people dropping points the last couple of days and and obviously Arsenal now going to visit Man United or at home to Man United so that's potential considering Arsenal's good form and, and having Man United struggled as well so Man City have De Bruyne out and, you know, Vardy's out for Leicester. So it's it's starting to creep into place where if we made a run, it would put us right back into the mix with the likes of City and United to, to really challenge for this. Fucking hell, Tim. Not finished talking about the game yet. Fucking hell. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but before we get to the third goal, Tim, um, Mick, I want to talk yeah. about the, uh, the disallowed goal. Um, because obviously we did put the ball in the back of the net for a third down. It was disallowed again. Um, you know, it again. I've oh, it's just fucking pissing me off. I mean, at the end of the day, it is clear handball from Bobby, so I'm not I'm not disputing that at all. The, the build up to it was great. I thought Thiago was great when he came back on with his head with his head band and he fucking plays a nice little ball uh, through and man is is in. But it was just frustrating, wasn't it? Because the ball's come off Dyer, he's manhandling him anyway, and then it's it goes off off Bobby's arm. So. It's six one after the other, but I don't see why they got a free kick out of it. 
I honestly don't know. Like it's it's hit if it didn't hit Dyer's hand or arm first, then you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. But it's hit yeah. his arm, then he's getting fucking wrestled as well. So of course his arm's gonna be flailing everywhere. It hits his arm, and then we obviously Salah scores a boss goal at the end of it, and obviously it's fucking choked off, and you're like, fuck's sake. But I'm I'm not that but like if it if it had a an effect on the final result, then I'd be I'd be more pissed off at the fact that we've still we've won. It, it's it's not the end of the world, thankfully for us. Yeah, but like I said, we you know after that the heads didn't go down, did it? it wasn't like we yeah. were fucking downhearted about it. We just went on and, and ended up fucking scoring. And then Mick Trent's ball for Mane's goal, fucking hell, brilliant. Yeah, well that's that's what I mean. He was he was he was so good tonight, and I think that's what we need. Like he just looked like he had a spring in his step, like that he hasn't had. Like the last couple of games, like we we've been not been in the best run of form. He just looks like his head's just firmly up his own ass. Like he does he doesn't know what what to do with the ball. He's scared to get hold of it. He's scared to cross. He's scared to run with it. Whereas tonight he was picking it up, running forwards, running into the spaces, playing one twos yeah. and like playing balls in behind. Like the, the stuff that we know he can can do, and yeah. he's so good at. And it's it's nice to see that. And then get obviously getting a goal as well in the, in the game. Is just iced on the cake for them, and I, I want I want more of that. Like a goal, a goal and assist in a in a game of that magnitude where we needed to win proves just how, how good he is. It and why for me he's the best in the world in that position. And I think he just needs to prove that a bit more often. I know he's had a few injuries and COVID and whatever else, and no preseason, but it's time to show um, step up. And I, the only thing I wish with Trent is that I wish he'd just f- throw a few more tackles in in terms of a bit more a bit more strength in the tackle. I think he's a bit too flimsy when he puts his foot in sometimes. And I think that's. Bit of a, right. a bit of a um, criticism, I would say that I wish he just put his foot right through someone and just fucking like Millie done it loads of times. Like like first half, Millie wasn't wasn't great. Second half, fucking Ellie was flying everywhere and it's stuff like that. That even just a tackle can just give you an extra two percent for the rest of the game because it just gees you up. Same as like yeah. when it happens with a full crowd and the crowd gets going. If you do it with no fucking fans there, and you put a crunching tackle in, it, it just sets the tempo a little bit. And I just that's what I want from him. More. I want him to step up and step up to the plate and do stuff like that. And he did it tonight. He's done us talking on yeah. a pitch with a fucking a goal and assist, so I can't complain. Spot on, mate. Well said. Uh, there's some good stuff going in the comments. Just want to cover off a couple of things that the lads have said in the comments here. So uh, while while it's about Nat Phillips, I'm going to go to Nat Phillips. He's doppelganger. Um, David has said uh, we sort of knew we would step up to the bigger team. A big challenge with the next two against West Ham and Brighton. Please, no more board draws. But what Dave said as well is Nat showed why he should have started over East. Now, Tim, just very quickly, mate. Um, again, Phillips didn't have much to do, especially because Harry Kane wasn't on the field. Um, but there were times where there were some last-minute tackles and I think Phillips did show his worth. And I think that's why a lot of people over the last few weeks have been clamouring for him to, to play again, isn't it? And why it's been a bit eyebrow-raising why he hasn't played. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and defend what I've said because I've said that you know he shouldn't be playing. We should either be bringing a centre back or you know yeah, oh that's that goal just just, just bringing in a centre back. But absolutely, um, yeah, I I think he's he's probably made it clear now that he's he's probably the 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 better of the two choices between him and Reese Williams. Um, and and that's obviously not to say that Reese Williams has been absolutely awful. He's been actually pretty good. He's made one one or two mistakes in in the. 10 games he's played so he's not exactly been dire 
Um, but yeah, Nat Phillips, he's he's got an eye for the ball. You know, he's he's a ball hawk. He goes after that that thing, and he just he, he's tenacious. And sometimes that's that's just the kind of shit you need in in a team. You need someone to put in. Like he came on and got booked in five minutes, and I was like, oh shit, like this is this <laughs> yeah. is dangerous territory because he's just going to fly into absolutely everything. Um, but sometimes that's what you need, and, and it, it looks like at points we we kind of need that as a defender instead of a ball playing defender, especially if he's going to be consistently playing alongside of a midfielder, which it looks like he is because Matip, you know, I think someone sneezed near him and it tore his quad or something stupid because that's Joel Matip. Yeah, yeah. But, I just don't know what's going on with the Matip situation. And we were all eyebrow raised when he went off, but again, we'll, we'll probably do something over the weekend regarding the transfer deadline day anyway. But it, again. If Matip going off doesn't fucking say anything about us needing a centre-half, then I don't know what will, but we, we, we'll see what happens. But let's keep to the fucking positivity. I want to see what Martin said here. Um, question for you all. With how Milner has played the last few games, would you play him against West Ham? Mick, I want to give this one to you. Um, you touched on it before, how fucking amazing Millie was. And again, he's thrown himself into tackles in the 90, 93rd, 94th minute, and he's just absolutely incredible. Um me and Martin are the exact same age as James Miller and I couldn't fucking do that sort of shit. Um, <laughs> Martin will probably tell me different. Martin will probably put in the comments now that he can fucking do it. But, <laughs> mate, um, does he start against West Ham? I think he's got a fucking good case. I mean, I've seen... You know what's funny? I've seen a few Spurs fans, like... Um, putting like memes up like Endombele up against Milner and like it was some old man just getting like absolutely raped and it's like well in on paper that should that is that should not not fit not not actually raped you know what I mean but you know like getting torn apart but uh, on paper that's what should be happening like he should be taking him to the fucking cleaners like Millie's like 35 now he's an absolute machine when the fact is like the first half he weren't too good but he was still all right, but second half, he just fucking thought, fuck this. And like, he's made a real case for himself. And the fact that he's still doing that shit at that age is just, it's commendable. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah, if he, if he starts against West Ham, who, can, who the fuck can complain? Because he was fucking boss second half there. Well, that's it. Because the one team that you, when you look at the league table, the one team you want to be playing next is West Ham. Because we can put a gap between us. I can't believe I'm just fucking said that sentence. We can put a gap between ourselves and West Ham. It's just fucking mad, isn't it? But yeah, we go into that game at the weekend now and you just think to yourself, right, I mean, it, the fact that it's away anyway just pisses me off. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't have much bearing on the game with the no fans and stuff. But yeah, I think putting that gap between us and West Ham more would, would make us feel completely better, wouldn't it, Tim, based on last Sunday's result and, you know, the, the way we've been feeling the last two weeks. Again, it's funny football and it? it's funny how fucking uh, quick it could change. And just on that, I fucking knew he'd come in and say it. Look, he probably could to be fair because he's a very talented footballer is our, is our mind go on Tim carry on uh, with the West Ham situation yeah I mean it's it's an interesting one because they're they're a team in form at the moment and it's it's kind of they are the team you want to play because at the end of the day you do want to put put a bit of distance between you and them and obviously you just want to win anyway because Continuing to climb the table at this point in the season is is in, incredibly important. Um, but they're a team in form and it's away, so it's a bit it, yeah. it's a bit stressful. And yeah, we've we've been good in London for the last couple of years. We don't really go to London and lose much, um, which is always a positive. I think the only place that's really our bogey place is Crystal Palace, and we seem to have got over that, judging off our previous performance there. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it's, it's it's going to be an interesting one. They're, they're a team in form and we're a team that hopefully will will now try to 
beat you know a, a Spurs team that has been really really good the last few weeks and now come off come up against a West Ham team that's again been really really good against uh, against in in general and then go and, and capitalize on that as well and that that's the kind of stuff that builds form going into that and then a Brighton team that's going to be you know ready for us and think that you know they've handled us once why couldn't they do it again and we need to go into that game and then hammer them too so it's going to be an interesting weekend and it, it again it's just another game where we need uh, a, a performance like that to be honest yeah absolutely Mick I mean like you said we don't want to get too um overly confident after that performance but you've got to get some confidence haven't you because the fact that we've had the ball in the back of the net you know more than zero times more than once more than twice you know it, it's it's so it's such a great feeling it's like we're sat here now and like you know we'll happily be on twitter after we'll happily you know matt'll matt's probably playing fifa right now because matt doesn't like playing fifa does he after he's uh after liverpool get beat you know so if he's watching this hello matthew um, but yeah, mate, you've got to take some confidence going to that. And the next few days now, it's Friday tomorrow. We're like, oh the fuck, we're not playing Saturday now. We're fucking playing Sunday. We want to play the next game like tomorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, I've just I've just seen a, a quote from Klopp. What I saw tonight, that's who we are. That was us. I can't sum up any better than that. That was a, a return, not completely because we're missing fucking major players, but. Uh, 80% of what we're about, that was that that was all on show tonight. Like like we said, Millie fucking he was the fucking the, the chief of that tonight. If you wanted to pick one player, it was you could it was the epitomise what the Liverpool spirit is about. Millie showed that in the second half. He was fucking everywhere. But then like I said, everyone was everyone was good. Bobby was good, Trent was good, like Hendo at the yeah. centre half, fucking hell, so good. Phillips when he came on, headed and everything away. Robbo was doing his up to his Man City tricks, just running everywhere after the ball, closing everyone down. Everyone was on it tonight, and you could see it was a message before them, before the, the um, they went out there. Like, let's not give these a fucking inch, and, that, and that's what we need to do every game. Like we've been off it last couple of weeks since we have, this is our first win in the league, isn't it? So since Crystal Palace, so it's been a long time coming. But if we produce even seventy percent of what we showed tonight, that'll be enough to beat West Ham because we were we were just too good for Spurs tonight. So. Yeah, it's it's positive signs and it's it's a step in the right direction. Like, be, like I was worried about tonight. Like, I, I was confident, and then because I thought Matt um, Fabinho would be fit, the fact that he weren't, I was a bit like it's, it evens the playing field a little bit more. The fact that we've still gone there and beat them in the way that we did in the manner that we did in such a tight game against the, a really good Spurs team is is testament to how good this team is. The fact that we're missing so many players and we can still put in a shift like that. It's just like this, this, these players are so good, and we just need to try and replicate that performance as much as we can. If there's any thing we can do, is go right. Look at that West Ham second half, and just and just repeat that over and over for the, for the rest of the season. I mean, we don't know what's going to come in in the last last three days transfer window wise, but I don't imagine we'll get anything. And I think the players probably know that as well. So we just need to make do. Fucking don't know what we're going to do with Matip. Just fucking wrap him in a fucking cocoon somewhere or in a fucking rocking chair and just go just sit there for a bit mate and and chill and you can come back in six weeks or whatever but yeah it's like dave said he's 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 dave said he was made of quavers which i just thought was brilliant so that was that was, <laughs> well, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the transfer window i really don't i just it is a bit of a wake-up call for the owners or the club or whatever whoever's making the fucking decisions should just look at it and go right we've just lost my tip fabino's out as, as well I don't know what's going to happen Sunday now. We don't know what the centre back pairing been. I think Tim, you said I think you said there was like what 11, 12 centre back pairings before uh, the season. Yeah. Well, as the season started, I mean, that's how many we've we've had since the season started. It's just it's fucking ridiculous. But you know, we'll 
the club's always been quiet when it comes to transfers recently since the Van Dijk incident. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it could be the most exciting transfer window we've had since Conifley Anchor. Because that was a very exciting uh, transfer deadline day, wasn't it? So yeah, you never well, know what could happen. Just, I've got a stat here for you, Tim, that I think you'd enjoy. Uh, Liverpool have started with 11 different centre-back partnerships in 20 games. 11. That yeah. is yeah. Tim, did we just say that? We just said that, didn't we? Nick was, clear. <laughs> Nick was clearly not listening to us. Well, we, we just fucking said that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, but then again, it, it's as, as crazy as that is, having watched every game, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, and look, but the, my... <laughs> 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 uh, that's brilliant. Um uh. Yeah, but I mean, but the problem is that we keep having midfielders fill in their positions and just be absolutely fucking fantastic. Mister Mister Jordan Brian Henderson was fucking incredible tonight. He didn't he didn't look a step out of place. He had a ball through the ball over the top for for Mane for the first goal was superb. Um, so yeah, it's just as 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 big of a problem as it is, it's it's been minimised by the quality of the midfielder the midfielders that we've been able to put in their positions. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if we can figure out a way, and, and I I think certainly it's it's, I mean, if Bobby can play like that every week, I don't think we're going to lose. But um, if if we can push Thiago further up the field and and have him playing like and connecting the front three like he did, uh, like he did today, um, it's 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 going to allow us to. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned him. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 going to allow us to put, to play more like the Liverpool we've been used to watching without having Absolutely. to stress about the centre back situation. So for me, the as much as the centre back situation is still an issue, and we we absolutely do need to bring in a centre back before before the thirty first. Um, for me, if if we're going to be able to play Thiago in, a, in an advanced <laughs> advanced position, and and I mean. It's it, it's incredible to see that you know how, how different we are when when Firmino and, and Trent are in form. Just the creativity of it, it just goes through the roof. And I yeah, give give some credit to Robbo as well because they had absolutely nothing going down that wing. Like I don't even think they went down there once. So credit credit to him too. He was superb. Yeah, man of the match, Tim. Quickly, Jordan Henderson. Good lad. Good choice, Mick. Anything different? Um, I don't think you can. I mean, there's so many great performances. It's either it's either um, it's either Trent or Hendo for me. Really good yeah. choice. Really good choice. Yeah. Fucking give it. Give I, it I just, David Lynch has just tweeted saying that um, friend of the show, David Lynch. Uh, Joel Matip's injury looks serious. Great. Okay. Fucking, fucking hell. hell. Amazing. So, nice I'm not finishing this podcast on a fucking negative. Senior centre half. So. I mean, if Klopp wants to just exaggerate it a bit longer, oh, he's going to be out for months, Matip, just so FSG go, right, here's, here's some money then. I'm still he's done for the season. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see. But for the meantime, boys, I'm just made up that we've managed to hit the ball in the back of the net more than once. Uh, I'm made up we've got the three points. Let's keep it going uh, and we look towards West Ham. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who's joined in the, on the comments today. Kai Butler, we appreciate you coming back, mate. Gav, again, with an absolute storm of the... Uh, Martin, for obviously, you still do a fucking job. I've always thought you, you play and look like James Milne, to be fair, mate. Uh, Dan's been back on the show as well. Hiya, Dan. Oh, Greg's back as well. Nice one, Greg. Um, 
and have we missed anybody? No, David Rollin, there we go as well. Maybe like the bag of quavers. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody else who's, who's joined us tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at the weekend where hopefully uh, we see the same Reds again. Sports Social Podcast Network.